Welcome back, folks. This episode of Ask a Black Guy is brought to you by our brand spanking new sponsor, Stateside Vodka. Go smooth. Stateside Vodka. So I got a chance to look at their menu the other day, and these guys are fucking hilarious. I mean, like they're very colorful, very spontaneous, very upbeat group of people. I have their drink list in front of me. If you're a hockey fan, they have a cocktail called the Dirty Gritty. There's another cocktail called Basic as Fuck. <laughs> That's for you, basic white women. There's a there's a fucking cocktail called John Snow. John, like you're from Philly, and John Snow, like Game of Thrones. God. I don't know if you like Game of Thrones. GOT. I love Game of Thrones. My favorite fucking drink on this list. Artichoke me daddy. You who comes up with these names? You gotta go to Stateside Vodka. My favorite drink is Corn Hub. <laughs> Dude, Stateside Vodka is the fastest growing craft spirit company in Pennsylvania. And better than that, they are located in uh, Old Kensington, Philadelphia, 1700 Hancock Street. You got to get down there. When the uh, world opens back up, get down there, order one of these specialty drinks. The vodka seven times distilled, certified gluten-free. Super smooth, gluten-free vodka. But right now you can order it online. So go to statesidevodka.com and use the Ask a Black Guy code, AABG10, and you can get 10% off your order. You can go pick it up or they'll deliver it to you. Again, that code is AABG10, statesidevodka.com. Statesidevodka. Drink responsibly, people. Or not. It's got electrolytes in it. You're good. Hydrate. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. The Ask a Black Guy podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Old Brother, located at 206 Market Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19106. Why, Old Brother? Because Old Brother has the best cheesesteaks in Old City. When you ask about who has the best cheesesteaks in the city, you have to start mentioning Old Brother. I walked in there the other day. I asked an associate who was super kind. What do you guys specialize in? He said, we specialize in cheesesteaks and we specialize in french fries. I said, what do you mean you specialize in french fries? They have a whole list of exotic french fries. Everything from bacon and cheese to truffle french fries. Garlic Parmesan truffle french fries. Have you ever had such a thing? Oh, my God. Talk about the food. I bought a cheesesteak. I bit into the cheesesteak. The cheesesteak was delicious. I'm six feet, 330 pounds. I think I know a thing or two about good food. And old brother definitely has good food. And you know why? It starts with their ingredient. They use fresh, never frozen ingredients. They never have any leftovers. And they use 100% ribeye meat. Nothing but the fresh quality. They use ribeye meat, shaved ribeye to make their cheesesteaks. Man, I've been into the cheesesteak the other day and the beef was so good. I swear it tastes like the cow was raised by both his parents. You need to try it. For the best cheesesteaks in the city, you need to go and try Old Brother. Again, that's 206 Market Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19106. You can go to their website, oldbrother.com, or you can call them on the phone and place an order at 215-515-3255. And the best thing about them all is BYOB. So you can have a little libation while you're having a cheesesteak nation. And when you get there, tell them, ask a black guy sends you. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Quacka. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it. All I'm going to say, say is... It. All I'm going to say... It's good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's morning right now for us. You gave so, me that shit-eating grin like you were going to... I wasn't going to say it. You specifically referenced for me not to say it. And I wasn't going to say it. God damn it. But you brought it up. I did. I so, fell into my own trap. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it at all. If if you're not following as a listener, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when I listen back to the episodes, it's been annoying me that every time I introduce us mm-hmm. to the show, Smooth here comments mm-hmm. on it like it's a personal attack on him. It's not a personal attack. <laughs> I, I just... I was appreciating the fact that you switched it up and you wasn't saying, you know, your trademark intro. I'm not going to lie. I have mixed feelings about you right now. I haven't seen you in what? Close to a month? Has it been a month? Maybe three weeks. Uh, It's been about, yeah, three and a half weeks. So. And I cut my trip short. So part of me misses you. Oh, thank you. I miss you too. Glad to see you again. Mm-hmm. Glad to be back recording with you. Glad to be back recording. But the other part of me is so fucking irritated at you <laughs> because you did not answer your phone again. I am not a morning person, bro. I didn't go to sleep until 530 this morning. You sent a text at 630 a.m. saying, hey, I'm coming up. I sent you a text back like, how far out are you? Because now I'm trying to gauge how much sleep I can get. And I tried to set my alarm for like 7.15, which it went off, but it wasn't the loud one. It was like the lower one. And Dude, I called you. 11 times. I saw them, it was 11 missed calls and a couple text messages. How do you not wake up? Because I keep my phone on vibrate. You said you were going to put me on the emergency contact list. I did. And then you, your immediate response was, aka, it was basically like, fuck your list. I'm not calling you twice. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not well putting you on the list. Now, I'm going to ask you right now, in front of our listeners, our subscribers, do you want to go on the list? Yes. Thank you. Oh, so you'll be on the list. All right, you're on the list. I'll put you on the list today. Are we good? That's, that's fantastic. Do you want a hug? Should we hug it out? I'm, I'll just, I'm over it. I'll just, I'll just touch your shoulder. There you go. That's weird. Nice. You're making, eye, you're making eye contact. I like it. Uh, <laughs> it's not 15 seconds, though. <laughs> I'm breaking off. Uh, speaking of subscribers, we hit 1,000 subscribers. What, yeah, last well, week? while you were on your trip. Yeah. We uh, surpassed 1,000. I think we're like 13, 1,400 right now. Nice. We're gaining about a fit. Oh, I'm sorry, 100 a day. I like it. Yeah. Good job, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for rocking with us. A lot of support. And I was talking to a fan, Mm -hmm. uh, a new fan, and they were saying that we need an outro. We definitely need an outro. We do an outro. What are you talking about? like something to call our fans when we leave. Like, oh, we're out, end of the show. You know, it's our mantra. Why don't we open it up to the fans? Maybe they can tell us what they would like to be referred to as. Oh, yeah. How about that? Topic of the week. Topic of the week. What do the fans, what would the fans like to be called 
what do the Ask a Blackout fans like to be called? And what kind of intro and outro would you guys like to hear? Now, I'm not going to Instead let him... of Slim just saying, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. What do you... Here we go. All right. What do you want to make it a 10-minute introduction? I like to say good morning or welcome. Yeah, you're wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Dude, our recordings can be an hour and 30 minutes. How much longer do you want to be here? I'm just saying, that's, you got to show some appreciation, some love. Like yeah. You got you to gotta give the fans some, some kind of loving. We're doing it right now. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, So when we come in, you don't just want to come in all like hard and ready to go. You got to like ease them into the show. You hear this like... I don't know. I don't think fans like their asses kicked. Kissed. Not kicked. Uh, I think if they had the option of getting their asses kicked or kissed, <laughs> they'll probably say kissed. So, yeah. You got to warn the fans, though. I don't know. I don't feel like pandering. Ooh, pandering. That was a good topic. We should have. We did. Well, we did. So. Did we talk about that last one? Episode 11. We did. Just dropped. Mm, And that is the episode where we talked about that. Um, Great episode, by the way. Episode 10. Got a lot of good feedback. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was interesting. Nice. Um, did you get it? Any, any feedback on nine, ten, eleven, which is what was out since you've been gone? I get a lot of feedback all the time. That's why I'm, I'm like, when you when you say specifically, you get a lot of feedback. I'm assuming it's from like white friends, your white friends yep. and your friends. Yeah, because I don't. My mom, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. When I say a lot of people, I just mean my mom. I like it. So every time you say your mom, I think about the joke. The big black dicks? Yeah. Yes. Mm. I, I see what. it. I see it in your face. Well, you made it not funny now. You just, you just ruined it. I was going to whisper it. Like, uh, oh. Dicks. I see what you're saying. Not the direct. You lose all the comedic value to it. We are, uh, we're still using these shitty mics. Kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. But, uh, thousand subscribers, though. It's pretty legit for only doing this thing for, you know, four or five months. It ain't been that long. We started doing it, what, April? We started the groundwork in April for the admin side. We didn't produce anything to, like, Late May? I guess you're right, yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, I mean, it's a... Because I think we launched like, like mid-May. Because yeah. I remember we were trying to do like the first and, and we push it back. But dude, we haven't done any legit marketing. We started an Insta and it's word of mouth. Yeah. Like when we start actually putting marketing dollars in this, mm-hmm. I think uh, it's going to really bolster our Hello. numbers. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Hmm. Or, or um, you get a fucking social media. I won't do it. Pumping it to your friends. I will absolutely not do that. I don't know why you're so hesitant, bro. It's 2020. Why do you think I have so many friends? I don't have anybody to talk to. <clears throat> I'm a lone wolf. I don't That's need friends. Wolves running fucking packs. 
There are no lone wolves. But that's an expression. It, it makes no sense. <laughs> that's like saying I'm the I'm the slipperiest piece of sand in the world. That doesn't make sense. I think that there are lone wolves, though, ones that get rejected from the pack. That's the lone wolf. Wolves are dogs. Dogs, by nature, are pack animals. There's no rejection. You challenge the alpha, you lose, and you fall back into the fucking pack. Not me. I just leave. On my own. Lone wolf. Delicious coffee. I am fucking speechless right now. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, The coffee is good. I'm drinking out of my... So, in my new coffee mug, those of you who don't know, I enjoy coffee, and I like collecting coffee mugs, because I was out in uh, Nevada, Arizona, and I saw this coffee mug in this store. You were out in where? Nevada, in Arizona, huh. and I saw this coffee mug in this store. It's like, oh, I like this coffee mug. It's 20 bucks. I was like, I'm not spending that. So, I walked away from it. I went to another store. Saw the same coffee mug. Exact same one. Same store, too. But same. And I was like, oh, well, I guess this is God telling me I need to get this coffee mug. Justifying it. So I picked yeah, the coffee mug. I walked to the counter. scanned it. It was 16 bucks. I was like, oh, that's more palatable. I'll spend $16 for a mug. Not 20 It looks like a normal mug. What's wrong with it? What's- it's huge. But it's 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 a big mug, but it's kind of got like it's. A little bit of character. Not too much. Just a little bit just to say like... I didn't see what was on the front of it. Well, I should take a popular... Mm -hmm. Probably the most popular coffee shop in America. Well... That's what you're raving about? No, I'm raving about the mug itself. They have good mugs. It does fit your giant meat hooks. Yes, I'm saying. This is the largest mug I have. Yeah. A good coffee cup. Like, uh... I collect them. I collect coffee cups. Maybe I'll take a picture of my co- coffee cup collection and put it on the uh, put it on the gram. Maybe put it on the. Oh, you know, uh, I almost stole. Uh, what's the um, EA Sports? I don't want to say their name. Uh, they do the fantasy football. Put it on the board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. I almost stole that. Uh, that have been that have been two for two. That's terrible. But we uh, are in the process of building up our online merchandise store, mm. which we are going to have mugs there. So yeah. you, can, you can collect Ask a Black Guy mugs. I will. I will have an Ask a Black Guy mug. We need to do that so we can. Well, I just got all the logo art uh, back this week. Did you get the? Uh, I saw the emails. Did you get the? Uh, you know. Yeah. What we talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Good. It's good shit. Hmm. So um, keep an eye out for that, folks. Maybe by the time this airs, uh, it'll be up. Store be up and going. That'll be great. Yeah. All right. Well, without any further ado, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. See how? See how you go? Oh, let's get some topics. And I'm like, all right. Without any further ado, Mm -hmm. let's you know see how I'm making the segue into it. I'm easing into it. You're just like, all right, let's get some topics. You're like, lay down. I'm ready for sex. I'm like, oh, I'm more like, 
Let me kiss on your neck, your shoulder, your forehead. Yeah. That's why I like the dead starfish. Just get right into it. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrible. Now, what I hear is you like to waste our listeners' time, and I like to get into it. I don't like to waste their time. I just like to warm them up. Our listeners like getting these topics. I know. They get a lot of questions. We got to get to them. I like giving the topics. I don't just want to (laughs) slam it at them. Jeez. We got, um, what do we got here? Man, where do you want to start? Start at the top. Start at the top? Yeah, start at the top. All right, this is actually a question that I've been meaning to ask you for a while. I don't think I've ever talked to you about it. Growing up, Mm -hmm. I was always told that there was racism within the black community. Mm Mm-hmm where dark-skinned blacks were racist and prejudiced towards lighter-skinned blacks. Oh, now, yeah. And vice versa. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Now, is there any truth to that? I've never verified this. Yeah. I don't have any black friends, as you like to point out. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's truthful. Um, and then the more serious side, that goes back to, remember we talked about the... Willie Lynch system, and and why does how, everything go back to that? Because this is where this shit starts. God damn it! This is uh, that's, there's there's so much shit in the black community that is so deeply rooted in slavery and that culture that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. That if you don't understand the history, if you have no education in history, you you don't get it. Like you don't get it and you can't explain it and you can't figure out why. It's just a mystery. But like I said, when you go back to the Willie Lynch system, how we talked about butt breaking, buck breaking. And uh and one of the one of the things, one of the uh how can I call it? Um one of the ways he he manipulated the minds of the slaves uh was he told the masters to cause discourse amongst the slaves. Treat your field slaves different than your house slaves. Your light-skinned slaves different than your dark-skinned slaves. So the light-skinned slaves were actually in the house and dark-skinned slaves are in the in the, in the uh, field. So that's where you get the term like, oh yeah, I'm a field nigga. I'm a house nigga. Because uh. you, you're in the house. You're lighter-skinned, you're closer to white, so you're around master more time. So people would think that they would get the preferential treatment because they're like, oh, the dark skin says, "Oh, you think you better because you're in the house, you light skin." But actually, in reality, the fucked up part is the light skin slaves were closer to the punishment than the dark skin slaves. Because now you're in the house. When well, master want to rape you, guess what? It's going down. The master and the missus, when they want to beat you, it's going down because you're arm length away. You're catching the majority of the shit. So the the house slaves. Uh, would be looked upon as like superior uh, than the than the field slaves by the field slaves. So that goes through generation, generation, generation. And of course, nobody studies history. Black history isn't really taught. The real true shit isn't taught. So then we uh, take it, we internalize it, and then light skinned people 
have arguments and, and disagreements with dark skinned people. And then you got people with the the straight hair trying to look like white and they want to bleach their skin trying to look white. Yeah, so look at Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa did that shit. Um, Michael Jackson. Well, I think Michael Jackson had like a skin disease too, hmm. right? Um, but it's funny because people forget the history, the actual history. And then uh, <clears throat> you can start seeing, like there was a big meme battle for a while, like dark-skinned people versus light-skinned people. And it was funny. It was comical. It wasn't, this wasn't really uh, malicious. This was comical. But when you think about the history of it, you're like, oh, shit, look, it's still happening because nobody's educated on it. Like one of the memes, it was like, um, this is how light skin dudes pose for a picture. And there's a picture of like Lionel Richie laying down <laughs> with his hands behind his head looking all super like. like on, on like a bed or a couch or something? Yeah. I've like, seen it. Yeah. And then it was like another meme. It was like, dark skin dudes always want you to take a picture with the flash on because they're so dark you can't see them when you take a picture. Like, and there was all kinds of battles, like light skin versus dark skin, light skin versus dark skin. Um, but it was it was uh, comical, you know. But like I said before, if you don't know your history, you know, like the common saying is, you don't you don't know your history, you don't learn your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And this is the truth because now people still do the light skin versus dark skin. And they have no idea where it comes from because nobody sat there and did a history behind it. But yeah, that's true. I well, don't think it's as big now as malicious as it was in like the 80s, the 70s. It was huge back then. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah. More than even the history that you took me back to. So going back to that, mm-hmm. why do you think that uh, light skin blacks ended up in the house? And the dark-skinned blacks ended up out in the field. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, it, when that system, when the Willie Lynch system was introduced to the white slave owners, like I said, one of the things was to cause um, uh, the discourse discourse amongst the slaves. So they probably said, oh, we'll go with the, light, the lighter-skinned slaves because they look probably closer towards white people. And then when the, when the slave owners started sleeping with the slaves, a lot of the um, black slaves came out very, very light, very fair skin. Like sometimes, you know, they can almost pass for white. So and they're the master kids. They're going to stay in the house. And then you keep sleeping with them and sleeping with them and sleeping with them. You'll get some kids that are darker and then you'll get some kids that are lighter and the lighter kids just stay in the house. You know? hmm. So, well, uh, I can't say that you know for a fact that's 100 percent sure why, but that's the most logical sense. reason I can come up with. Yeah. So, in the 80s and the 70s, probably even in the 60s too, uh, what did that reality look like? What was that racism like? What, what Was it violent? Was it... Yeah, you used to get dark-skinned girls, cut light-skinned girls' faces with razor blades, scar their faces. Why? Because they were pretty. It was like, oh, you're pretty, and you think you're pretty because you're light-skinned, and they, and they fucking slashed their faces with razor blades. What? Yeah, bro. This was a big thing. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you get it. But I, I mean, mean, there were women that were just naturally pretty, light skinned and dark skinned women. And, but the dark, not all of the dark skinned, but some of the dark skinned women were like, oh, you think you're pretty because you're light skinned? And they get in the fights and they fucking scratch their face. They try to permanently disfigure them. 
That's jacked up, dude. Yeah, it is a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's there's so much shit that goes so deep that's been passed down to generation and generation. Self hate. That's why I said well, uh, two episodes ago when we were talking about how you need to see you know prominent successful people in history that look like you so you can understand like you have a sense of pride of where you come from like you're not just all slaves you know or free slaves like black people yo you guys are kings you guys are queens you guys were scientists you guys were lawyers you guys were doctors you know what i mean you're, you were a lot of things you weren't just slaves so you can't you gotta get that mentality out of there but that has to be taught just like that hate is taught Self-education, culture education has to be taught more so now than never. And more so importantly, because it's been stripped from people and they don't know. They don't know where they come from. They don't know their genes. They don't know their ancestors. They don't know anything. They just know slave. Used to be slave. So <laughs> it is what it is. I, I agree with you there. I think uh, focusing on the positive aspects mm-hmm. of the history is way more beneficial. Not that you have to forget about all the terrible shit mm-hmm. that the black community went through. There's a journey there for sure. Yeah. But teaching young kids about where that journey has brought us now. Mm-hmm. I say us, I mean, <clears throat> no, the, no, human, the human race, American society is a way better approach than just focusing on the hate that happened, you know, way back in the day. I, I, I agree, but I think all aspects of the history needs to be taught. And I wouldn't say focused on, but it needs to be elaborated on. So there's a full understanding of what, why, and how, mm-hmm. you know, that way you understand, like that way you can recognize it. If you see it again, you know how to function in it, above it and around it. And you know how to defeat it. So uh, I think it all needs to be taught. I agree. I, uh, so there's schools now. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, talking elementary schools middle schools, high schools that are force feeding children this narrative of white fragility. This I don't think is helpful to anybody. What do you mean narrative of white fragility? That basically, so there's this book out and I cannot remember the woman's name who wrote it. Uh, but it's, it's if you, if you read it, read some excerpts from the book. It's, um, it's way offshore. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, basically the whole theory is that every white person is inherently racist. Okay. And it's just, so I wouldn't say every white person is inherently racist. We talked about what I said. Like I expect every white male over the age of 50 to be racist until he proves me different, but that's based on my experience. But he can prove you differently. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't think that every white person is inherently racist. I think everybody has, I don't give a fuck what you try to say and how perfect you try to present yourself. Everybody, black, white, Spanish, Asian, we all have cultural biases. Like there's a test that you could take 
about cultural biases and it would show you that you're culturally biased against specific races for everybody. But that's tribalism though. I think we're talking about two different things. If you grow, like we've, and we've talked about this already before, if you grow up in a Hispanic household, you know, you're going to gravitate towards that culture. It's what you know. Yeah, no, I mean like the cultural bias, like, I mean, like you, you, you look at one race of people uh, in a specific light based on, you know, your experience. Yeah. Well, not even your experience is what you, because there's a lot of white people that have no experience with black people outside of what they see on TV and they behave that way. So I would, I would say your, your base of knowledge, I wouldn't say experience. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Like, that is their experience. Their lack of experience is experience. Uh, I guess you're right. You know what I mean? I guess like, you're going with that. And that's why pulp culture. Wait, pulp. what culture? <laughs> pulp culture. You know, like orange juice. Pulp. <laughs> Are we trying to say pop culture? <laughs> <laughs> pop culture. I'm like, wait, what is culture? Is this? I don't. I don't think I've heard this one. It's a new um, one. All right. I can't speak on this mic either, dude. Dude, it's me. I, I'm, I've been there before. I listen to myself sometimes. I sound like you sound like a fucking idiot to the point where I'm actually thinking about taking speech classes to be a better presenter, a better orator. Enunciate more. Enunciate more. Mm -hmm. So when I start my podcast, I can come on like today is a day where I speak clearly, fluently, directly, powerfully, Mm -hmm. and equivocally. (laughs) You know, I just start using, you just start, you know. No, like the listeners are sitting on the edge of the seat, like talking, like they in black church. Come on now, come on, come on now, yeah. Sing it, Sing it, brother. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, what, what what were we talking about? I just lost my train of thought. I was saying that that's why I think the pop culture is so important, is because so many people, whether they know it or not. Is how they learn. Mm, true. I see what's going on. About at. a race, about a culture. That's why. I, no, not true. Has to, how so? Because they don't know. Like, you say pop culture, and this is going to be another topic. We're going to write this down. Because if you look at rap, rap culture is about money, bitches, drugs. That's rap culture. But that's what I got people, money, I got bitches, I got drugs. Like, yes. uh, I'm balling. Mm-hmm. Those motherfuckers don't live that life. The rappers ain't into the drugs in the streets like that. They talk it because it's good and it's it's good and it sells records and about murdering people. They might at one point were street boys. You better check but once yourself. they start making million, but once they get millions of dollars, they're not street boys no more. They're selling you that fantasy, and a lot of these idiots. And the streets are soaking it up. Yeah, I'm a gangster. I'm a thug. I ain't got to do shit. Rob a motherfucker and slap a bitch. Like, like, get the fuck out of here. They're not doing that. They're millionaires. And the ones that are doing that won't be millionaires for long. They're in jail constantly, throwing millions of dollars away because they want to be ignorant assholes. Hmm. I That's do. another topic. And I'm I, I I thoroughly want to get into that shit because it pisses me off. I have a lot of thoughts on rap culture. Yeah, I think it pisses uh, me off. Let's get into it now. No, no, I, I want to stay on track. I mean, <laughs> fuck it. Let's go. Let's I wasn't prepared, it. but what? Go. Uh, it, you started it. 
Well, I mean, it's it's a fantasy that they're selling people and kids on the streets because because kids are out there in the street in the drug game. There's there's drug boys, the corner boys, and that's their life. That's their reality. But not because they want to. It's because they ain't had nothing else, and that's what they're in right now. So when they hear the rap songs, they relate to that shit. But the rappers don't talk about coming out of the hood, coming out of the drug game, coming out of murdering motherfuckers. They talk about glorifying, and they and it just it just further perpetuates the culture, the street culture, versus like, oh yeah, I used to be a drug boy, took my money, flipped this, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. bought property, you know, got my family out the hood. They don't talk about the good shit. They talk about the street shit because that's what sells, and that's what little white people, little white dudes. And little white girls go around, I'm a motherfucking gangster. <laughs> Bitch, you live in Beverly Hills. You ain't no fucking gangster. That's You live in the fucking suburbs. You wouldn't survive a fucking week on the streets in the hood. But you like that ratchet ass gangster shit, though. But let a motherfucker walk down the street behind you. You gonna run in the fucking house. Like, fuck out of here. That's my point exactly. My thought on the rap culture is that it perpetuates that lifestyle in neighborhoods. Yeah. Right? Like absolutely right. If you're in the inner city, that ratchet ass gangster rap that you just yeah. <laughs> described, you so eloquently put. Yeah, absolutely right. Is their anthem. But you gotta understand it's entertainment. It's not reality. Mm-mm. But some people keep fucking taking it as reality. Yeah, that is their reality. And you know why it's that's their reality? Their, that's their reality. Yes. Right. But it's not like it's in, but when the rappers do it, it's entertainment. It's not, it's like the same thing as the movies. You go to the movies, you go to see the gangster movies, you go to see the Italian mob movies. Motherfuckers ain't in the street like, I'm Guido and the boys, we're going to be a fucking mob. No, it's entertainment. They keep that shit as entertainment. And the people who are actually in the mob, they don't even watch that shit. <laughs> what the fuck is this? They separate that shit, but for some reason, it's a closer reality to street boys than it is to you know any other thing. And then I hate the fact that people always come at rap music too, like, oh, they're bad examples. No, they're you actually know who are bad examples. The people in the community are bad examples. They they're actually the fuck up. They could be great role models. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, they've made it. They beat the odds. Yeah. Right. They use creativity to get themselves. Selves. What is wrong with me? To get themselves mm-hmm. out of a situation. Mm-hmm. And they succeeded. That's yeah. a one in a million shot. And they did it. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to ride around on my high horse or in a soapbox. I like a hard-hitting ass, gangster ass fucking song. Yeah, but like, you yo, can compartmentalize. Compartmentalize? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut it down, dude. No, I didn't get any go. sleep last night either. All right, we'll just fucking go. Fuck. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Right. You you have that ability. A lot of people yeah. have that ability. They choose not to. You know, we a lot of people unfortunately choose to gravitate to street culture. And to my point, people in rural communities, white kids, mm-hmm. grow up listening to that mm-hmm. that stuff too, and. That is their image of black people. Of black people. 100%. Oh, yeah. Because well, they don't all. know any real black mm-hmm. people. Daquan and them. Yeah. <laughs> Daquan. Jamal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is that? 
Is it Quan? Quan? Yeah. The Quan? Yeah. D what? What about it? Are you talking about that group? That like white supremacist group? No? The Quan? Kiwanan? What the fuck are you talking about? I talk about names. Oh. Oh, I thought you said there's a there's a group called Kiwanan. Kiwanan, something like that. They what the are fuck? Yeah. A white supremacist group. Yeah, check it out. Called Kwana. No, I don't yeah. want to give them any airplay. Fuck them. Okay. We'll 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 do a topic maybe and we'll observe it and dissect it and treat it with the amount of respect or disrespect it, it deserves. deserves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we can go into yeah. that. Actually, that's a good, that's a good uh, episode. We can do yeah. a whole episode on those wild ass groups. Oh, we should do that. Actually. Yeah. And then just edit out their bullshit names. <laughs> no, we'll talk about the names because I want, I, the, the purpose is to educate people. So it's not just like we just spoon feed them. Like we give them information and they can go and look it up and fact check this, fact fact check us and then, you know, shoot more ideas or information our way that we don't have or we might have, you know, uh, fudged up. So I don't mind. I, I, I'm all about teaching and learning. Yeah. So, so speaking of black names. Oh, this is the next topic you were saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was a suggestion from a listener, actually. Um, it literally just said, black names, mm-hmm. need I say more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I, well, it's just, again, another level of ignorance from uh, people outside the black community, unfortunately. So please explain. So I'm assuming we're going to talk like... The, the Daquans and the Jamals yes. and the Shaquitas and the Quakers. Mm-hmm. So what you got to understand about names and black people, unlike names like Charles and Brian and Marcus and Peter and John and Andrew and Sherry and Cheryl and Meredith and Beth and Caitlin, like mm-hmm. those are all white Christian names. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, whether you know you want to believe it or not, black people are not from America. Mm-hmm. So black people have names or had names that were native to their country. Well, hold on. I mean, most of the white people here, all the white people here, aren't from America. They are all right. descendants of immigrants. And guess what they have? We talked about this before. They have their identity, which is in their names. Some names are Irish. Some names are, you know, Scottish. Some names are English. Some names are Italian. Some names are Jewish. Some names are made up. Some names came, are made up. They, they came, came here Island. with no papers. But the problem is black people only have white people Christian names. So when you want to look at your name, your last name, and you can trace it back, you can trace it back to your German heritage, to the roots, back to the village. When I trace my name back, it goes back to a slave owner. And I can't change my last name. Mm-hmm. So it was very big, especially when Islam started to grow as a population. People would get rid of their Christian names and go with their Islamic names. So you would get a lot of um, Islamic names like... Uh, let's say 
Muhammad's and uh, Nasir's and uh, you know, Jamal. the Jamila's and Jamal. Like, you know, you, you get a lot of the powerful Islamic names and then people put their own twist on it too throughout history. Like, and then you get the Shaquitas and Shaquayquays and all. It's all about identity. It comes back to identity. So white people laugh at the names and they think it's funny. And it sounds funny because they're ignorant because, you know, they don't have a name like McFinnery or you hear McFinnery, you're like, oh, this is definitely Irish or a Maziata. You're like, oh, yeah, that's Italian or some shit like that. Your last name is Davis. Where the fuck are you from, Davis? <laughs> you know, like, so black people created had to create their they had to create their recreate their identity because everything that they had was taken from them everything if i if i like i said if i look my look my name back look my name up it goes back to a slave owner that's why when i see (laughs) this is gonna sound fucked up so i'll see white people with my same last name and some of them make a joke like oh you know you guys got the same last name maybe your cousins i'm like no we're not cousins. Somewhere down the line, <laughs> your family owned mine. And that's how I got your fucking name. I'm not your cousin. We're, yeah, you're white. I'm black. We got the same last name. The The reality of the fact is, this is my slave name. Did, uh, I was, uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. Sorry. Did, I almost said my name. Sorry. I'm glad you did. <laughs> is that what happened, though? Did the, the slave owner's name follow? Yeah, or slave, or, slave did you guys follow at some point the give fuck yourself you mean by you guys you know exactly what i mean oh, okay all right <laughs> make sure we're safe did you at some point assign yourself a name give yourself a last name no this, the names followed because it went to generation to generation to generation like if you wanted to find your family you needed to keep your name you didn't change it because what people so it was a slave owner's name yeah That's so what, what happens is like if you were if you were a slave, you and your wife, you had a baby. Mm-hmm. Slave owners comes in, they take your child, they sell your child somewhere else in the country. So if you change your name and that kid try to find you, they ain't gonna be able to find you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then they take your wife, they sell your wife. They take your babies, they sell your babies. Like, like you were puppies, like you were fucking litter. They take families, they separate families all the time. It's very rare for you to have a family and then grow up on a plantation with that family. Fathers knowing sons, sons knowing moms, moms knowing daughters. Like They even used to breed sons with moms. That's where the term motherfucker comes from. Yeah, you said that before. Like, it, mm-hmm. So the whole identity has been stripped from the black culture, the black family, the black man, the black woman generation to generation to generation. So now you start to see, like I said, when the Islamic movement started to get big in the United States, people started changing their names to Islamic names, and then that just caught on. And then now people start changing names to, you know, to create some kind of identity to be different, to be separate from what the status quo is of the people of that, you know, uh, culture, or I guess I to say it like that, you know what I mean? For cultural pride. So it's not something to be made fun of. It's It's something that's like, I'm proud. This is who I am. You hear my name, you know I'm fucking black. You hear the power in my name. Like it and if you got a, and a lot of these names 
have meanings behind them. Like, I can't tell you what Shikwekwe means. That's just obviously a, a play on black names that comes from like that, that Islamic culture, you know, um, somebody took that name and was like, oh, we're going to play with it. We're going to change it out. You know, we take, uh, you know, Nasir, the name Nasir, and we're going to change that to Daquan. You know what I mean? Like, and some people just be assholes about it. There are some people that get eccentric with the names, but that's their pride that they want to show. This is my baby. This person is different. They're going to be standout. This is their name. That name is meant to be proud, not to be like made fun of. But of course, white people, as they do in their culture, and I don't want to say it as like, because this is going to come out as bad, but this is, this is what happens. If you look at all the race jokes, there's a shit ton of race jokes about every race in America. There's jokes about Chinese, Mexicans, black people, Puerto Ricans, Asians, Italians. Sure. Irish. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of jokes about white people. How you many just, how many white racist jokes you could come up come out with? Well, yeah, you can think. I can name every race, and you could come up with at least one or two jokes for every race. Yeah, but, but when it comes to said, white people, you named a bunch of races that were white. <laughs> I said Irish and Italian. I said two, and Italians don't really identify as white. Irish don't really identify as white either. What? Yes, they do. I mean, all right, I guess you can, but they don't really. Hmm. Oh, I think you're off base there. I could be. I could be. There's plenty. There's plenty of comedians that make fun of white people. <laughs> Give me one white race joke right now. Give me one. Oh, little pause, huh? Well, I'm just thinking. Like, are you talking about? A joke with a punchline or just a bit about just leave it alone like stereotypes just leave it alone i was saying stereotypes but just leave it alone now yeah, i got I mean, one that comes to mind but but we'll just leave it alone well no you gotta say it no no i refuse okay but that's that's that. weird why <laughs> i mean why wouldn't you say you're talking about it wasn't even that funny that's why i don't even say it because <laughs> it's not there many good Jokes about white people. Okay. What's that point? I know. That I know. I don't even know where you're... What, like, what point are you trying to make right now? Where are we going with I don't know. Where were we going somewhere else with I lost my train of thought, so... Fuck it. Well, we were with the names. And hey, listen. White people do some weird-ass shit with names, too. Okay? Like, like, like they use Mary dumb Kate shit Beth? like... Like, Apple. I'm gonna name my... My son, Chair. You know, like, they do... Some goofy ass shit. You know what I'm talking Eric's. about? I'm, I've never met a white dude named Chair. Yeah, oh yeah. How about Apple? You just looked at a piece of fruit on a table and named your child after that piece of fruit. Well, That's some weird shit. I mean, I know some black people named after cars. I guess that counts. What's that? Cars? Yeah. Like, Give me an example. Like El Camino? No, like Mercedes... Alexis, like, hmm? is that purposeful? Is it? I don't know. Hmm. I'm just saying. You said chair, and <laughs> Apple. I'm like, oh, this is cars. Like, okay, but I think that black names are very identifiable. 
Like if mm-hmm. and I, that could be an advantage. What it, what's the uh that was the purpose of a lot right? of the names. Like mm-hmm. you're on an you write down your name on an application or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very identifiable. Yeah, and it's yeah. also an easy way to get your applications swiped off the goddamn desk. Or maybe True story. True story. So a friend of mine, when I got hired, right, we do our interviews via telephone so nobody knows what you look like. So when I got hired, a friend of mine talked to my supervisor. He's like, oh, you hired Smooth. Nice. About time we get a big black guy on, on you know, at work. And uh, my supervisor turns to my coworker who wasn't my coworker yet because I wasn't higher yet he goes smooth's not black she goes yes he is (laughs) he goes no he's not black i talked to him on the phone (laughs) she goes yes he is she pulls out my instagram shows him a picture my no no bullshit my supervisor goes holy shit he's black Now, mind you, I was made privy of this information like maybe like six, seven months after. So my supervisor was like, yo, what you mean? You would have hired me if you knew I was black? What the fuck? And we just had a chuckle. He's not that kind of guy, but it's just like my name is a very plain, it very is. generic name. And it's like you wouldn't admit it. You wouldn't know I was black by my name, you know? But it was just funny. Like, and that's, that's a true, honest to God story. Oh, it's funny. I've I had the opposite. Mm-hmm. My name is not plain. No, by any the- means. And in fact, if people see my name mm-hmm. without meeting me, they assume I'm black. I've had that happen on many occasions. Because that first name would be like a black name, but it's more like a black female's name. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten that a lot. Really? Yeah. So when I talk to them on the phone, or they finally meet me, I I see it in their eyes. They're like, <laughs> their eyes get real wide. <laughs> or if I'm talking to them on the phone, mm-hmm. I've had people ask me like, "Oh, you're you're, you're not black." Mm, that's funny. Yeah. They said it. Yeah. Thanks. You might have like, oh, I thought you were quarter, black, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm, thanks. It's oh, happened to me a couple times. Fuck it. Particularly in job interviews. <clears throat> Oh, good. Well, yeah. Fuck it. What a surprise. You think my name got forwarded because they thought I was black? I don't know. What did your resume say? Well, there's... I mean, my resume says what my resume says. I don't know what it has to do with my race. What, no, what I'm saying is what, what are the qualifications of your resume? Maybe they're like, oh, look at this resume. Look at this resume. It's a good fucking resume. No, but what I'm saying is the shock of their voice... That oh, I've probably. heard, like they're surprised, like oh, this was supposed to be a black dude, like that kind of thought process is in their head. It very well could be. That's crazy. You have to know Maybe that going got, into it. Am I the only white guy that's been hired because of affirmative action by mistake? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Did I benefit? I can't. I can't argue that. I mean, I don't know. I Did don't I, know. I I culturally appropriated 
a name. You're gonna start for my benefit. You're gonna start a protest. <laughs> you probably should. You probably should switch the subject. You're definitely gonna start a protest. Oh, I just thought funny. about that. That's crazy. No, oh, fuck it. To each his own. Let me sip on this nice home brewed coffee. That has to be cold as hell now. That's iced mm. coffee at this point. I like it. Because you keep his house mm-hmm. at 60 degrees. 65. 65 degrees. I, I like it cold. Bro, I'm 330. Like, what you want me to say? Like, you're what? 160? 65. I'm twice your weight. And some. By the way, you look good, but like, you lost weight. I've been weight. working out. I yeah. lost a little bit. Yeah. But you can't say I'm a big 330 pound black dude now. I'm still over 300 pounds. Yeah, but you're not 330. What is the average human? I'm in the teens. Three, three teens. <laughs> three fifteen, maybe. <laughs> three teens. I got I've a scale never right heard here. that. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh my god. I got a scale. Like a I got a scale. Fucking moose in here. Fucking moose. Calm down. He's stepping on a scale. What do we got? 317.2. Well, you just had about four pounds of coffee. You just drank. You know what I mean? So that probably added a pound or two. Yeah, well. And some toast. Which mm, toast. I got some thought on that. You shouldn't be eating toast in the first thing in the morning. I just wanted something quick. Because mm. you woke me up very abruptly. And I, I just wasn't ready for the day. And I was hungry. So I just made toast. I was going to make eggs, but I remember how much shit you talked about. <laughs> My salty ass eggs. Well, no. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just make toast. Immediately soaks up all the H2O in my body. No. I'll be 160 pounds. You want to get to man. this next topic? Yeah, let's get to it. All right. Mm-hmm. Black on black crime. We're going to get some hate on this. Because I don't think so. People that bring this up, you watch Talking Heads bring this up on the news, mm-hmm. and they get lambasted for it because they're they're assholes. Well, hold on, statistically, okay, and this usually comes up in the context of police brutality, police killing. Yeah, let's uh, talk about it. Uh, black youth in the street, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically. Mm-hmm. As a black male, mm-hmm. okay, you are way more likely to get killed and murdered by another black male than you are by a police officer. Hands down. Holy shit. Is that true? <laughs> no fucking shit, Sherlock. Well, you know why? Well, tell me. Let's, let's talk about it. So let me, let me. Well, why don't people. Why aren't they allowed to talk about the statistics? They are allowed to talk about statistics, you, but I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's bullshit. It's what people use to try to dilute the fact that what's going on with police officers and black people uh, is not as serious as it is. That makes absolutely no sense to say black people, there's more black on black violence than black people getting killed by the cops. How do you figure? It's just, there's because two statistics. It's, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why. Because it's their environment. There's more Mexicans killed by Mexicans than any other race in the country. 
There's more Asian people killed by Asian people than any other race in their country. There's more white people killed by white people than any other race in their country. Because it's the community that they live in. Okay. So, of course, you're going to have more black people killing more black people because they live amongst each other. White people live amongst each other, so they kill themselves at a higher rate than any other race. Asian people live amongst each other. Chinese people, let's be specific, kill more Chinese people than any other race killing Chinese people. Mm-hmm. Puerto Ricans kill more people, more Puerto Rican people than any other race that ever kills Puerto Rican. So why would black people not kill more black people more than any other race that ever killed black people? It's about your community, where you live in. If you and I both go to George Washington High School mm-hmm. and there's 200 fights, right? Out of that 200 fights, 180 of them are George Washington High School students fighting George Washington High School students. 20 of them are Martin Luther King High School students fighting George Washington High School students. That makes sense because that's who the fuck they're around. That's in their community. So when they pull up statistics, that's a bullshit fact that they use to skew. That's a bullshit fact that they use to skew the numbers to try to give themselves a legitimate argument. But if you're smart, you can see through the smoke screen and say, I get that. Mm -hmm. I understand why more black people kill more black people because that's what's in their community. Same thing for Puerto Rican people kill more Puerto Rican people because that's in their community. Same thing, more white people kill more white people than any other race that ever kills white people because Mm -hmm. that's what's in their community. So that argument is null and void. It's not null and void because it's still fact. It's It's, fact. It's it's a fact. Yes, I'm not saying it's not a fact. statistics work. I know, I get it, I get it. I'm not saying it's a fact. It is a fact. But it is an irrelevant fact because it doesn't point to the the United States as a whole. Like I said, in the communities, if you want to go to white neighborhoods, if you if you go to all the people who were arrested for breaking in houses in white neighborhoods, majority of those stats are going to be white people. They're not going to be black people because that's what's in that community. So I can take stats and I can make the numbers dance to whatever music I wanted them dance to. And I could present it like, oh, look at more black people are killed by black people than killed by the cops. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you brought that up because that's another thing I want to say. I find it funny that when people talk about black people being murdered by the police unfairly, unjustly, the, the one thing they always go back to is, oh, but more black people are killed by black people than killed by the police. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. But look at the people who are killing black people. They're not the average nine to five. I go to work. I have a family. I'm a do good mm-hmm. pay tax paying citizen. That's like very young males. A lot of people are they're young males who are already in the street culture who wake up in, that morning and say, I'm a gangster. I'm a drug dealer. I'm in the street life. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to perpetuate my street life. Like they're they're hardened criminals. There's motherfuckers who just gave up and they're, they are zoned in and dedicated to being criminals. And I just find it very funny and very peculiar that America, mostly white Americans who want to make that argument, choose to hold a, a sworn police officer, a person whose job is to 
have integrity and the, you know, moral fabric of society, you want to hold him to the same standards as a low life street criminal drug dealing gang banging individual. Because that's the comparison people will nah. make. No, no, no. I think you're off base. No, here. no, 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 I'm not. Because when you say, oh, these people were killed by, you know, uh, black on black, you, you don't separate the nine to five, you know, everyday church going or, you know, job having parents, you know, child rearing black people. You just, people just say black on black. They don't make any distinction. Because they're trying to use those those statistics to dance to the music that they want to present so they can try to make their argument stronger. So for the same reason, if you're going to use that, you need to take, oh, oh, you're holding the police officers and you're comparing the actions of law abiding, uh, integrity having moral fabric cut from police officers to the same standards and the same actions as no good low life street thugs that everybody else in the community don't associate with. So I won't allow that argument to happen. And I, I don't think that's the point that that argument is trying to make. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think but the argument in it. No, no, hold on. I think the argument is that the statistic itself is so overwhelming. But let me just, yeah, let me just, just to, you're not, I'm not, you're not comparing a law enforcement officer to a street thug. What you're doing is you're comparing numbers, right? There's, yeah, there's, tell you what. so there's like some crazy number of law enforcement encounters a year, like, mm-hmm. like well into the millions. Okay. okay. Uh, I think in 2019, there was 37 police shootings that resulted in the death of blacks, black Americans. Okay. Unarmed. Unarmed. Okay. Which, by the way, if you're going to, you're going to bring that point up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily preclude no, the use I'm not saying, of deadly force. But I, but I, no, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. But I'm saying if we're going to talk numbers, let's be very specific. Because like True. I stated before, the statistics can be uh, manipulated to to try to push a specific agenda that the statistics are completely benign and they're irrelevant in the argument that these people are trying to make, but they want to use the system because they can, th- they're able to manipulate it. I think they're trying, and, and, and you might be right. Some people might be using that to, to, to skew a narrative. The, in the context that I want to bring it up in mm-hmm. is that it's trying to prove a point that is, there's obviously another source of this violence. Okay. It, 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 it it's trying to, or I'm trying to say that in these black communities mm-hmm. in the inner city, there's a problem there. Oh, I'm not denying that. Okay, that's I'm what those numbers. That. No, but no, speak no, no, no. To me. That's not what the. That's not what people are using that argument with. People are using that argument saying that black people kill more black people than any other race in this country, and they specifically always bring it up when black people are talking about how many black people are being murdered by the police. That's the only time you hear that argument comes up. You never hear it any other time. When we talk about the police killing black people, that's when that argument comes well, up. And and what I say, if you're going to use the statistics for that argument, 
then you need to look up the statistics for every race that are killed by their own race, and it will show that there are more white people that are killed by white people than any other race in this country. No, I hear you. There are more Puerto Ricans that are killed by Puerto Ricans than any other race in this country. There are more Mexicans that are killed by Mexicans than any other Understood. race in this country. So you so use look at the whole picture and don't just try to single out black people. Like they, they do it all the time. No, no. I know. The argument that I hear most is that statistically speaking, mm-hmm. because there's a narrative that that that's 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 getting a lot of attention that young black males are just getting gunned down in the streets by police officers. They use that statistic. No, it's not young black males. Statistically, it's not, it's not young black males. No, it's, they, it's, they use, black they use statistically. Just wait, we got to we got to correct that because it's not young black males. It's black people in general. Because there's been women, older women, men, older women, older men, young men. There's there's black race. Okay, we'll take that correction. That you're statistically more likely. Mm-hmm to get killed and murdered by somebody who is not a police officer. That that's, yeah, that's the, for every race in the country. No, no, I know. But we're but right now we're talking about the black race. No, this I is get what's it. coming up. I get it, but that's what I'm trying to say. They're trying to single out the black race, but everything that they say rings rings true for every race in America. Everything that you're about to say right now, understand, but Black Lives Matter, if we're going to take that group, they're singling out black lives, right? So that's the talking point. Right. They're making that that the talking point. Right. And so that's because why now, this statistic keeps because coming they're, up. Because you know why? Because they're looking at the actions of police officers against black people mm-hmm. versus the actions of against police officers against white people. How many black people were killed without weapons? And I understand you don't need a weapon. To be considered threatened, if you yeah. you know, I don't you like don't hearing that. So I get that, I get but, that. But then you look at people like Dylan Roof, who goes into a church and, and murders 15, 20 people. They knock on his door. They walk through his house, knock on his door, serve a fucking warrant, put him in a fucking bulletproof vest, take him out, put him in a car, take him to McDonald's, hmm. and then drive him the fuck home. And they knew this motherfucker killed people. This happens to white people all the time, over and over and over again. The white people do it, and you know they fucking kill people. Like, you know, and you're going to go get them. They get treated with the utmost respect and decency as they're like the fucking president of the United States. But then black people, the, the guy Philando Castro, he was in his car. He said, oh, you seen the, you seen the, the video? Hey, I got a, I got a, I have a carry's permit. It's in my pocket. Cop freaks out, shoots him in front of his kid and his wife and his girlfriend. Understood. Like these are these are real instances. Yeah, but they're also outliers. The statistic again, statistically, but, but, but police what I'm officers, is, but poli- deadly police encounters. Mm-hmm. There's more white people shot by police statistically than black people. Now, you 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 could associate that, but with, then again, that's what I'm saying again. Statistics can always be manipulated, but because th- we can say statistically, but look at statistically, I, and I'm, I'm going to show you a perfect example mm-hmm. of how statistics is bullshit because it can be manipulated. 
Statistically, there are more white people who are shot by police than black people. Statistically. Statistically, there are more white people in the United States than there are black people. Right. Right? That's what I was just about to say. Statistically, black people are shot at a higher percentage by police officers than white people. Statistically. Right. So I was just going to follow up with that. Yeah. So statistics, that's why I don't go to the argument statistics, because I can manipulate statistics to line up with my argument to perpetuate my agenda. Mm -hmm. You know, so when people say, oh, more black people have been killed by black people than anybody else. That's a bullshit statistic to support a specific narrative. That's not my point. That wasn't no, what I'm I was not saying. saying. I'm not saying that's right. your point, but I can't give that credit because, like I said, it is very easily manipulated to serve no point because they don't say, oh, statistically, more black people are killed by black people. But out of all the black people who kill black people, it's 2% of the black population that kill people because the other uh, percentage are working class, everyday law-abiding, family participating members of society. They don't point that out. They I they're agree. very specific and they're very demonstrative when they when they use that statistic. So I'd never allow it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can say the same thing. Well more white people are murdered, robbed, and raped by white people than any other race in the country. Right. And I can also say more white people are killed by cops than any other race in the country, but at a lower percentage per capita. Mm-hmm. So the statistics can be easily manipulated. So I don't like to use statistics and I refuse to use statistics because it doesn't provide for a solid foundation for a logical argument. It does, but you have to, because you have to start somewhere, right? Every argument you, you has to start, have to start somewhere, and I'm, and with I, and numbers I, and patterns. No, 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 no. patterns, patterns. Yes, yeah, it has to start. Numbers, somewhere. I would like to say yes with numbers, but statistics, no. You statistics, no. The problem with statistics is, is people do not talk about the other side of it, right? Like you just said. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a narrative. It's, they manipulate. There's it always two sides of narrative. It. Or three. There's three sides. Or four. Your size, my size. Yeah. Whoever's looking at it. Exactly. Can can alter and manipulate the numbers to make the chart read out whatever they wanted to read out. That's why I don't go by statistics. Right. I don't fuck with it at all. Because right. it's, it's but bullshit. the numbers are there. And it, no, the numbers no, 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 don't no, no, no. The the lie. variables, the variables are there, but the variables can be altered to predict the numbers that the person who runs statistics can get whatever result that they want. Yeah, take the person out of it. Yeah, you can take the person, but you can't take the person out of it. So you can you can run statistics, but whatever whoever is running statistics, whatever result that they want, they can manipulate the variables to produce the result that they want. No matter what it is, you and I can argue the exact same thing. We could take the exact same numbers. Mm-hmm. All we need to do is change one or two variables, and we get two completely different things. I agree. Two, so I can't. I can't go with the statistics. Right, but math is math. Is where math I'm is math. You know. So if you have uh, a million police encounters a year, mm-hmm. out of out of that million, that results in a hundred shootings. That results in a death. 
and 30 of those are black males mm-hmm. okay or whatever mm-hmm. that that's math that that follows lo- a, a mathematical lot um yeah, I don't line of reasoning right. right and then but what you could do there is then start shooting holes in that final number well and then it, you got to say well, statistics you but know. then you got to say well yeah that's statistics right. statistics by any other name is manipulation of numbers that's all it is. Manipulation, um, not numbers. Let me change that. Statistics, by another name, is nothing more than manipulation of data. Because it's not just numbers. Right. It's numbers and variables. Yeah, I so I don't, I don't get that argument any weight that more black people are killed by black. Any race of people in this country is killed by whatever race that they live amongst. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a fact. Like, yeah. You know? The point, so just to clarify though, because you keep saying that the argument I was making was an argument that was manipulated. Black and black. The data data was manipulated. Yeah, I mean, my point was is that the argument that I keep hearing from talking heads on TV is statistically mm-hmm. you're more likely to get killed by another black person in your community that, than you are I, a cop. Because you're... I mean, your community. But here's a fun fact for you. I've had more guns pointed at me by police officers than I ever had by any person who was not a police officer. I've never had people point guns at me but police officers. Yeah. I mean, and that's some of them telling. were black. Right? A lot of them were white. You're saying the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm just saying, I, I've never had black people point guns at me. Never. Unless they were a cop. Unless they were cops. Yeah. Like, I don't live I don't live the street life. I never lived the street life. Mm-hmm. I never was a gangbanger. I never was a corner boy. I mean, I did dumb shit when I was younger, but I wasn't in the street life. Mm-hmm. I've never had people point guns at me. Ever. I've had police officers point guns at me. And I'm talking about as like middle school and my early 20s. Yeah, I I think something that gets ignored way too much is the black middle class, the black working class, mm-hmm. and the black affluent class. Yeah, the, nobody ever talks the, about them. These, these are huge populations of people, mm-hmm. and they never get any traction in the media. Because it doesn't support the media's narrative of black people. Exactly. That's my problem. It's a, it's a variable... That will fuck up their statistics. There's a huge black middle class. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. They don't use it. I mean, I I have a huge problem with that. And, and why can't people see that? Because it does not support the agenda. It doesn't support the agenda. And what agenda is that? To Tell show, me, Smooth. The, to show black people is like a demonstrative culture. Look at the media. You have you ever see how like a house fire happened or or a big news event? Who do they find? They find the most ignorant black motherfucker they could put on the front of the camera. They don't go find a <laughs> motherfucker that can speak. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Sweet honey, bro. What's the chick name? Ain't nobody got time for that. There was a lot of articulate black people around all the time, all the time, and they don't have to be scholars. But they can hold a conversation. Right. They can present with logical facts 
and explain the situation properly, but they find the most ignorant motherfuckers within arm reach so they can perpetuate that stereotype. So when people see it, they're like, oh, there go another black person. Look at that. And even the black culture is so is so powerful that even the most ignorant motherfuckers get traction and they become famous off the way they behave, how they talk, how they act. Because even people still think that shit is cool. They should get turned into music and tracks and fucking the next TikTok video. I know. Like, what the fuck? It's crazy. It's cr- yeah, but that's what they that's what they like. That's what they like to perpetuate. That's the stereotype they like to put on black people. Well, I mean, I don't hear BLM talking about that too much. They could be out in the street screaming "Black Lives Matter," mm-hmm. but I don't see them ever talking about black middle class, black affluent class, black working class. Listen, you gotta understand. Black people got a lot of problems to deal with. So they're not going to so doesn't talk that make about it, everything. Doesn't that make it even more special when you can get yourself out of that situation and and raise a family and have a house? I mean, this is a big yeah, but you're, portion yeah, but people still of our population. Them. Yeah, you got you got a you got black middle class with black families, but yet the media still push the narrative that more black babies are born out of wedlock than any other race at 70%. Like, what numbers are you using? Because if you ask a lot of white people that know black people, they ha- like, yo, about their kids, and if they have kids, black fathers are around. Black role models, black father figures are present in these homes and these in these communities. So they use these bullshit numbers, these statistics. Again, mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes. They use these fucking statistics to push this bullshit narrative that the Republicans fucking eat up all goddamn day long, regurgitate, spit the fuck back out to their base, and their base runs with it and, and spews it out again. And I'm sitting there like, how many black people do you know? Because that shit is wrong. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, whatever. Whatever. But this is the argument that we got to kind of fight. Again. Keep fighting. When you're talking statistics... Where are you where are you getting the numbers? Where do you go to get those numbers? You go to the inner city. Those numbers are probably who let me ask you a relevant. question. You go to my neighborhood you, and you poll the black families that live in my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. They're all married. Let me ask you they a question. Got you got where, who's house? going into the inner city, into the hood, into the projects, and asking black people to take a fucking survey? Nobody. <laughs> This numbers are bullshit. You're not going into the hood in Chicago, knocking door to door, asking motherfuckers to take a survey. Like, is your father around? <laughs> fuck you. You're not doing that. That's Slim, they're not doing that. So where the fuck are they getting these numbers from? Oh, that take is- this online survey about, you know, who's in your house. They're not filling out the census? I'm like, bro, I've never filled out a fucking census a day in my goddamn life. I'm mm. 37 years old. Never filled out a census. Ever. What? Ever. Come on, man. I don't even know where the fuck to go to fill out a census. Can't say that on here. Why? You're gonna get I've arrested. never done it. It's illegal. It's not illegal not to fill out a census. But I've never done it. Like, I've never done it. I can never remember my parents ever doing it. My sisters, my uncles, my aunts. Never. They never came knocking on our door. Oh, can you do a census? 
I never got a phone call. You get a telemarketer, guess what you do? You fucking hang up. Oh, this is the this is, click. Fuck out of here. Like, I'm not talking to you. Like, get the fuck out. So where are they getting these numbers from? Because it's not like every American is willingly participating. It's bullshit. That's why you always, always question those polls and but those they statistics. they don't. They Have just to. run with it like it's fucking religion. They just run with it like, this came from the Census Bureau. This is www.govmyamericapeople.com, like .gov, and this is what they're saying. Man, go suck a dick. Nobody trying to hear that shit. Well, <laughs> eat a bucket it. of dicks. Eat a choke on a bucket of dicks, census people, <laughs> with your fucking statistics. Choke on a bucket, a bucket of dicks. Fuck, I get fuck them, man. Oh my god. <laughs> well, that's why bucket of dicks. Might have the, been a, <laughs> it, was, it was aggressive. A little excessive. Um, but going back to the original point, yeah, is those numbers, you know. Police interactions, police shootings, those are numbers that are are scrutinized. And so you gotta you gotta believe that they carry a little bit more weight. No, I don't. Yeah, you're saying no, actual numbers? Because there's of police interactions. They're all statistics. Let me ask you a question. Think about this for a second. I want you to think about this. And police shootings? I'm I'm, I'm they, about those are think, scrutinized. Think about this for a second. How many interactions are actually reported? There's a lot of police officers, and I know a lot, who will have an interaction. Can even be negative. They don't even fucking call in. Mm -hmm. They don't even call in. So, and I'm not saying that they're trying to hide anything. They might just think like, it's not a major. Where does that information go? Nowhere, because it's not reported. The information that is reported is now already drastically affected because of information that was either reported or omitted from the field officer. That information goes into a database. Who has access to that database? Probably that specific agency. Now, unless somebody in the state is polling each individual agency, each individual county, each individual uh, city, which I highly doubt, then compiling that data, then sharing that resource with other states that are compiling the same data on race, demographics. There's a lot of police officers that are write citations and don't even put the demographics on it. So the numbers are so skewed that you can't go with the statistics because it is... So you're tainted. The initial reporting is so flawed that even if all the numbers were shared, mm -hmm. you're, you're not starting at a good, solid you're foundation. Not, exactly. Exactly. And all the numbers can be manipulated to come out to the outcome that whoever is doing the study is looking for. I can manipulate everything. Change this. Move this sideways. Hold this off for 15 seconds, add this in. One second takes a report and turns it from 30 in one day to an average of 15 over a course of two months. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can take something on, uh, let's say, February 28th. 
just shortest month. I don't. I can't remember on top what months have thirty days on top of my head. Uh, March has thirty one. Is April thirty or thirty one? I'm bad with that. I gotta be honest. I oh, yeah. So you so say like this. Perfect example. I want to do uh, average crime car break-ins for January or for February and March. Let's say February had thirty days. Or whatever month we use to have 30 days. Use a month that has 30 days. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, every time I think of a month, is January, February, March, April, May. May? No, May. June? June 30? Yeah. All right. Say June. All right. You know, uh, a call comes in at 11.58, you know, but I don't report it till 12 o'clock. And I already have 20 not calls in June, you know, and if I pop that over to fucking July, you know, July's got, let's say, I don't know. You see where I'm going with it. I can fucking. I got to be honest. I don't. I think you're, I think you went off on a weird path there. Yeah. I got a little stranded out there, but (laughs) what I'm saying is numbers can be manipulated. Yeah. Data can be manipulated. Manipulated. So statistics, they're flawed. Are flawed, are fictional, and they're not always logical. You can't be using, you can't use it as a solid foundation to to plant your flag in an argument. Well, especially in something that's so convoluted like this. I mean, there's so many variables that go into this. You're talking about an entire nation, how many police departments, you know, Yeah. how are they getting numbers? How are they collecting these statistics? We never know that. No. It's very rare. You may know the source, but you don't know how the source collected that. Yeah. And, um, and then you got departments. Like, look, so it raises a lot of questions. Local departments. A lot of doubt. You got state departments. You got federal departments. I'm pretty sure federal police officers aren't sharing their data with local police departments. Probably not. I bet you 100 percent sure than that. Yeah. Like, so uh, no, I don't know, man. Listen, I gotta pay. Of course you do. We've been doing this for an hour and twenty minutes now. I think it's time. All right, baby bladder. Yeah. Well, something I live with. It's a problem. Mm. We need to get an outro. Well, before we do that, just visit us on askablackguy.com. Mm. Submit comments. Submit comments. Topic of the week. Suggestions. And subscribe. Subscribe. Or go to Spotify. Subscribe on Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. Subscribe there. Mm-hmm. We're coming to a couple more platforms. Yeah, like, look for us look on. At this, like Stitcher. iTunes. iTunes. Pandora. Yeah. Uh, We're expanding. Yeah. So check us out. Also on Insta at yeah. Ask a Black Guy. Mm. Facebook, Ask a Black Guy. And Twitter, Ask a Black Guy. That's I it. Twitter hasn't really gotten any traction, though. Because I don't like Twitter. I don't use it. I don't really like Twitter either. No. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a major part. <laughs> All right, right, ladies and gentlemen.
Thank you for sharing your airways with us. We appreciate you. Until next time. Signing out. See you.